If you want to weigh on this week's podcast, just call us at 573-CAST-MCU. That's 573-227-8628. Leave a message there, and we'll be able to use it on next week's podcast. Welcome to the third episode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. Um, we are in the middle of our rewatch of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This week we're going to be discussing episodes 10 and 11, but we'll be talking a little while before we start the rewatch uh, segment, so if you want to hang out with us a little while, but before we start the rewatch, go watch Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one, episodes 10 and 11. Um, that's The Bridge and... The Magical Place respectively yeah those are the the two episodes we watched this week and we're going to talk about them next week just a little scheduling note if you're if you're listening to this next week check out uh episodes 13 and 14 um they are uh 13 and 14 of season one of shield we'll be covering next week they're the next two that we feel like you really need to see uh before before uh before season two so next week we'll be talking about episodes 13 and 14 what are their names again tracks is episode 13 and tahiti is episode 14 watch those for next week um and we'll be back next week with those uh, to report on but for now let's talk about this week's episode uh exhaustively hopefully not too exhaustively but exhaustively enough I think exhaustively might not be the right word. I think extensively would probably be better because exhaustively sounds like we're just boring everybody. Well, to going into bed. Yeah, it's kind of the, that's that's why. And not I even like, in a sexy way. <laughs> I don't think you can ever bore someone to bed in a sexy way. <laughs> you could try. I've tr- never mind. <laughs> hey, Sarah. <laughs> 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 your girlfriend's in the room. You gotta be careful. That is fiance, sir. Oh, that's right. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know if. Yeah, I guess I saw you last week and I forgot to congratulate you. You whore. That's Sorry. me. That's that, me. I said that out in anger. I shouldn't have. It's okay. I, I withdraw. I'm sure that. if someone else made fun of me, you'd be like, nobody talks about my friends that way. <laughs> and then I'd shoot him with a <laughs> rocket launcher. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um. So, uh, any, do we do we have any news this week? We have a ton of news. Well, you should tell us because I have been crazy busy. I'm, You've I'm been a, news lacking. I'm a musician. Uh, so for the for those of you who don't know out there in the podcast verse, but I have a uh, this week I opened for T Pain, and I had a lot of a uh, a lot of stuff to do to prepare for that. We're working on some merch and working on getting some recordings finished so I could sell them at the show and things. And it was a large show with lots of people there. Did I tell you how many people were there? You didn't tell me how many people were there. Over 2,000. That's a significant number of people. It was awesome. It was really, really fun. It was the probably the most fun and, in a way, easiest show I've ever played. The roadies wouldn't let us uh, carry our own gear. They, like, set everything up for us. And that's it was, cute. It was really fun. It, it, made us, it made us all feel like superstars. That's, was, that's real sweet of them. And, like, we didn't, uh, didn't belong at all. <laughs> <laughs> were you in, were you, did, did you stick out like a sore thumb? Uh, I don't think so. I think, okay. we, I think we did okay. No, think, not, look, you, uh, th- that was racism, is what that was. Oh, 
Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of expected the makeup of the crowd to be a little more uh, uh, African-American-centric yeah. being a T-Pain show, yeah. but it was not. I was surprised. Huh. It was free to students at the college that they were hosting uh, it. Yeah. So it was actually like, it was very representative of the student body, which was seemed like it was about like 90%. That makes sense. I white, didn't know that it was actually. free for students because like yeah. students have this tendency to not make any money. Yeah. So like so free they just things went, for them are great. went to it anyway. So so actually uh, yeah I was a little worried about that because we're a rock band and you know and not not just racial not just the racial component but just fans of T Pain aren't necessarily going to be fans of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it ended up being that's like that's what I meant before. Yeah. Just a random sampling of students. I mean obviously there were the hardcore T Pain fans there, but there were a lot of people there who didn't seem like they even were that interested in T Pain. They were just there to. See, see an interesting free show <laughs> the, on campus. This thing is happening for free. I have to go because there's <laughs> nothing else to do. Yeah, it was also the first day of move-in for the students. Yeah. So they like, get on campus, and there's this big party, basically, and they all just went to the party. <laughs> um, you going to the party? It's free. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we, we we had more of a random sampling of students, and you know our, our music went over great. It was awesome. Cool. Really, really fun. Your music always goes over great. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I try not to build you up. <clears throat> Buttercup. Just to let you down. Um, anyway, so tell me, tell me some news, Jeff. A uh, few things that I've read this past week. Um, I guess the most... No, I'll save the most relevant for last. Um, first off, the Doctor Strange movie will not be an origin story. Interesting. Apparently they've come out and come out saying that Doctor Strange just needs to be established in the MCU when they start the movie. Which kind of makes sense because in um, Captain America the Winter Soldier whenever Jasper Sitwell was like yeah they already anybody who's a threat Stephen Strange was one of the people that he named yeah but in that situation they could still do like a Similar to the the way they did with Star Lord, they could have a flashback of like, yeah, in 1988 he had this happen, and then he blah blah. blah. But um, <laughs> that's the year I lost my hands. Or or even I mean they've done it even with Captain America. Yeah, they did. You know, in 1940 this happened, and now Captain America is this. You know, well yeah, is this man out of time? It. It seems like in the first Captain America movie though that was an origin story. Oh for sure. For sure. It was totally an origin story. But I could see flashbacks happening. Yeah. My, kind my of, point kind was... Kind of to tell the story in in brevity. Yeah. And, and that's great. I, I think um, that you don't need a huge background on every character. You know, what's strange, though, is I kind of... <laughs> strange. <laughs> strange. I get um, it. What What is... I would actually like... I don't, I don't like the fact that so many movies have to be origin stories. I feel like every comic book movie up until the Marvel movies felt like it always had to be an origin story. Well, yeah, otherwise dumb people wouldn't know what they're watching. Exactly. Um, and that's, it seems like that's offensive for studios to just assume that the entire movie base just is not going to understand what they're watching. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree completely, but it's also like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, it's like the, um, the, when they, when they released the first Garfield Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I was just like, I was hoping you weren't not, meaning like a Spider-Man who's not a, a cat. Cr- not a crossover between <laughs> Garfield and Spider-Man. The universes collide. We've been hoping. I'll, just, I'll have you know that Bill Murray voicing Spider-Man would be awesome. <laughs> Probably would. I really can't. I feel like almost I anything. <laughs> Bill Murray doing almost anything. I get completely behind. Yeah. Uh, duh. I mean, 
It's on a, Bill Murray. On my other podcast a couple weeks ago, we did a, a story about Bill Murray and his uh, his exploits. Do you know about what he does? Yeah. Like, that <laughs> yeah. It, not, not in TV, but just like... There are apparently just like tons of Bill Murray stories going around where he like just walks up onto a field of college students and plays a pickup uh, kickball game with them. Yeah. Or um, he helped some guy paint his house. She told just randomly. me. She told me about um, about one time he was at a McDonald's in like I think it was Kansas or Missouri, somewhere in the Midwest, and he walks up to somebody who's got their food, they just sat down, they got their fries and the ketchup and everything's all set up, and he just grabs one of their fries, dips it in the ketchup, and eats it right in front of them, and he's like, nobody's going to believe you, and just walks away. <laughs> That's similar. I've heard a similar story where he just like walked up behind a, a girl on the street, put his hands over her eyes, and said, guess who? And then when she turned around, he said, no one will believe you, and then ran off cackling. <laughs> I love um, him. I love him so yeah, much. Yeah, and I, I, who knows? Who knows if that, those stories are even true? Because that's the thing. No one knows. You don't know. Uh, but there, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, right. there's well-documented ones where he's, like, playing kickball and there's pictures. and Yeah. Uh, it's just real crazy. He does crazy stuff. So I'm, I'm like, pro him. If they announced him as anything, even a, a well-beloved character of mine, mm-hmm. like, uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Bill Murray is Batman. I would probably be on board. <laughs> Um, he would be the most. Well, Batman's already pretty negative, but he he would be like the most downtrodden Batman ever, and it would be great. Oh, Bill Murray is Iron Man. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. That would be just silly. It would be so good. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe like an older Iron Man who can't get in the suit anymore, and he's just like <laughs> he's like a, a Tony Stark just walking around, like just being Tony Stark. He would be an amazing Tony Stark. <laughs> I I vote if Robert Downey Jr. needs to leave the role, <laughs> Bill Murray take the reins. <laughs> Bill Murray needs to be the next Tony Stark, older Tony, aged, if you will. Yeah, Tony yeah. Stark. Absolutely. Okay, moving on. Next bit of news: um, Ant Man has begun principal photography. Ooh, yeah, they've started shooting finally. Yeah. And um, they've also announced a couple of uh, couple of people who are going to be in it. John Slattery, for one, um, he was the older Howard Stark in Iron Man Two, like in the video. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, he's a star of Mad Men now. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking um, about. Um, but they're everybody's assuming that he's likely going to reprise his role as, as the Howard older Stark, Howard Stark, which would make sense because he he would be in touch with the older Ant Man, yep. probably in the yep. other. That, the, that's um, awesome. Um, that that is, excites me a lot about that movie. Yeah, the interconnectivity. I really Get hope we. I, I I I just I can't talk about Ant Man without bringing it up, and I want to be able to. You got to help me. Uh, you got to help me get past this, Jeff. Okay. Uh, this every time we talk about Ant Man or I talk about it at all, I can't get past the Edgar Wright thing. Yeah. I just like Edgar Wright is my hero in, in, in his movies that he has made, and I'm just so so excited to have Marvel, my favorite like franchise, teaming up with one of my favorite directors and writers. And I was just well, and, maybe maybe he'll come back for something, but I I yeah I don't think that they would have chosen Peyton Reed if they didn't think that he could do as good a job. Probably. But and I bet that movie was so far along, and they they had to yeah. get somebody. Of course, I mean they had to get somebody for uh, 
the Sinister Six movie, and they pulled Drew Goddard off of another Marvel property. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. Drew Goddard, who is an amazing writer and director, he did a lot of my favorite episodes of Buffy and Angel. Mm. I think he worked on Firefly as well. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but he, he's, he's a long-time like, underling of Joss Whedon's who you know, really produced some of the best stuff. Uh, but he was on the Daredevil show. Oh. And I was so excited he was going to be showrunning Daredevil because huh. I, I love him. Yeah. They took him off and put him on the new Sinister Six movie. I thought the Sinister Six, Sinister Six movie was a um, uh, Sony property. It is. Um, but they hired him away. There's actually a lot of – there's actually some conspiracy theories going on because uh, – and this this is complete speculation, so please uh, – and I give I give my buddy Dave a little credit for this one. Um, I think I don't know if he read it on the internet or if there's some, uh, but this is a little bit of a conspiracy theory. But um, so Sony apparently is not doing very well yeah. with their productions of Spider-Man. Uh, not so much the content. The content's not horrible. Uh, those first two movies aren't the worst. There's some pretty bad moments, and there's definitely some like problems. But they're not the worst movies. Um, but them. Moving Drew Goddard over to Helm Sinister Six after he was already working under Marvel so heavily, it, they're thinking that Sony might need to sell the rights to Spider-Man at some point. Okay. In which case, if that happens, <clears throat> if they need to get rid of that, maybe the easiest way for them to start making money is just to get rid of the property and sell it. <laughs> but they could sell it back to Marvel. Yeah, and Marvel could have Spider-Man under Marvel Universe, and those two first two uh, Andrew Garfield movies could be brought under the canon. Um, okay, and if that happened. Uh, I mean, I would be, I don't know, I'm torn, I'm torn. Like, this is, again, this is speculation and conspiracy theories, but, like, if if that were to happen, uh, I wouldn't be too upset. I I, I don't hate those Andrew Garfield movies. Uh, yeah. I, mostly there's just, like, a tonal problem. Um, but I feel like Marvel would fix that in their, like, Spider-Man 3 or Sinister 6. Or um, whichever. But if, if he could come <clears throat> and join in the Avengers. Yeah, that would be, would be uh, down. that would be pretty cool. Because, you know, he did that. Mm-hmm. In the comics. Yep. Anyway, um, other people that Ant-Man showrunners, Marvel has announced for Ant-Man, uh, Judy Greer, who was Kitty Sanchez in Arrested Development. Kitty Sanchez. Kitty. Oh, is she the secretary? I don't know. I've never seen Arrested Development. Oh, it's I'm so sorry. great. I think, it's, I think he, she was the secretary. She was, you know, the, it's really sad. I saw her picture and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the chick from the Sprint Framley commercials oh weird and that's really sad that that's all i know her from the sprint family commercials are strange and there's a number of people that i know from like obscure shows that are like show up on those yeah um the the the, the guy who plays the the son i guess on the on the sprint family commercials was on a show called hello ladies huh a show called hello ladies was that the the Stephen Stephen Merchant is Merchant Stephen, yeah it was the Stephen Merchant show uh. it's on a, I think Amazon Prime right now it was an HBO show and it's really good but there's only just there's just one season but it was really really good from beginning to end and his like friend who is played by that guy who plays hmm. on the fr- and I was watching it I was watching that show when that commercial came out and I was like Weird. he is part of the family I know I know that guy <laughs> um, and the last person Wood Harris who was K in Dread or Probably everybody remembers him as Julius Campbell in Remember the Titans. I don't remember you don't him from remember? either of those movies. Man. 
I mean, I, I watched Remember the Titans, but I... Did you watch it in school, like, a trillion times? No, no. Yeah, that's probably why I remember him best from that, but uh, okay. he was really good. Uh, none of... <clears throat> neither of those two people, Judy Greer or Wood Harris, have any kind of, like, confirmed role as to okay. what they're doing. They're just going to be in it. In which movie? I'm sorry. Uh, this is Ant-Man. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, cool. good Casting stuff there. Is. Nice. Good stuff there. Um, the next bit that i uh, that i found out really i just kind of looked at numbers and i was just like this is really good uh guardians of the galaxy after 17 days it would be 19 days now but after 17 days is where they kind of ended reporting yeah um they've made 222 million dollars <gasps> they're getting really close to surpassing winter soldier right Dude, cap 2 the oh. winter soldier over its lifetime in theaters, made two hundred and fifty-nine million. Who they're really they're at really seals. close. They're thirty-seven million off, and that's I, a good weekend away. I was mistaken earlier. I thought that Transformers had the highest of the year uh, total, but I think it's it's Winter Soldier, correct? Uh, Guardians has beaten Transformers as far as yearly total. So really, far. they already have. Or well, I know I they've. I don't know out, that it's overall, but they they, they far outpaced it. Yeah, they outpaced it. Currently, the 18 day total for Guardians, the 18 day total is 225 million. Nice to uh, Cap Two's 203 million. Um, wow, they're outpacing Cap Two. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. And Cab Two is so good. I know it's it's. I I hate even saying it's awesome because I really love Cap Two, um, and 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 I'm I'm still excited because I think that uh, <laughs> yay, the right hand is beating the left. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't even know what, how to feel about it because I'm. Uh, yeah, it looks like so far Transformers domestic gross is two hundred and forty three million. Oh, they're gonna get beat. They're gonna get beat. Two hundred and forty three million and um They're gonna get beat twice. Galaxy is two twenty five at the moment. Um the only thing is I know that Transformers did really well overseas and I don't know how Guardians is doing overseas. Transformers, Pretty solid if I recall. Transformers uh, is currently at eight hundred and eleven million. For worldwide, or uh, oh, foreign? No, it's at it's at one billion. It's at one billion and fifty four million uh, worldwide. And right. Guardians, Guardians, drum roll. Ooh, not even close, actually. Um, uh, Guardians is, is 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 well on its way to beating them domestically, but their foreign intake is is uh just at 421 million so they have to almost double that to make the money that uh that transformers made which is well maybe if we pushed hashtag beat bay a little harder (laughs) yeah hashtag beat bay people come on (laughs) go see guardians three more times i probably will i i I seriously considered seeing it a couple more times this week i I I kept driving around i was like "Ah, i might pull over and go just watch guardians i I was so busy with the t-pain stuff that i didn't Uh, i was at a uh, a birthday party on saturday at um at a yogurt mountain that was like right caddy corner across an intersection from um the Patton creek carmike theater mm-hmm. and i was like i'm i'm really close to going seeing guardians again <laughs> i might go do that <laughs> this party's lame 
that's funny. Yeah. This is for a six-year-old. I'm going to bail out on any other social engagement. I just need to see Guardians again. <laughs> that's my social engagement. We are Groot! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, so last, any other news? Last piece of news? Last two pieces of news. Uh, it's oh. really two people joined Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, two people were announced. Okay. Lucy Lawless. Oh, I did hear that, yeah. An unannounced mystery role. We're not sure what. Um, but another one, Adriana Palicki, is, who was uh, Lady J in G.I. Joe Retaliation. She is going to be playing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Bobby Morse Mockingbird. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And she looks the part. She looks like she would be a really good mockingbird. So you're saying Lucy Lawless is the one that's not announced their role yet. Right. Sorry, I got confused. Um, uh, that's, that's, that's cool. So Mockingbird. She, uh, she was actually Wonder Woman in the, uh, the pilot the, a couple of years ago that didn't go anywhere. Okay. I, I, never, I, never, I never saw it. Yeah, me um, either. I, I, obviously, it never <laughs> went anywhere. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I would... I, I, did, I also didn't see um, G.I. Joe Retaliation either. So <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Was that a Bay film? <laughs> it felt like a Michael Bay film. It looked like Bayism. Um, but, you know, who knows? Um, Probably, like, the internet. I think they know. We had, we had a Facebook uh, commenter this week, Rory, uh, commented on our Facebook that... Uh, and we we, just, we started a little bit of a discussion about. He actually said he'd come on the podcast to give the con argument uh, to our um, to our. He and I was like, "What do you mean to the entire MCU? You just don't like any of it, or you have uh, you know you have specific things you don't like?" And he's just saying that he doesn't like the model that the MCU has how they're leading from stuff into stuff yeah i think i think he means the interconnectivity he does the not interconnectivity. like interconnectivity which is our slogan around here <laughs> um, it's kind of our catchphrase at least mine <laughs> yeah but i think it's your catchphrase for sure um, <laughs> mine's probably like shut up jeff <laughs> you um, have that's the first time you've said that rude when you were watching uh, oh. <laughs> I feel like you went back and edited, like, while you were editing later, you were just like, God, Jeff, shut up. I'm going to just drop in shut up Jeff's on all the previous episodes. What? I said it. <laughs> look. Just look. It's on iTunes. If Listen iTunes has it, it's got to be real. All right, George Lucas. <laughs> I'm going to release special editions of the podcast where I'm just <laughs> telling you to shut this up. This is constantly. the shut up Jeff version. <laughs> it was extra shut up Jeff. Digitally remastered. <laughs> Did Jeff is digitally shut up. <laughs> Nothing can shut me up, digital or otherwise. Uh, you know, when I first read that comment about um, Rory saying that he wanted to, or that he could provide the con argument or the con side of things, I was just like, when I first read it, I'm such a nerd. I was like, what are you talking about? Like news from conventions? Do you go a lot? Do you go to a lot of conventions? Is, is that because I do too? I, I'm good at that. That's funny. We don't need you. That's funny. No, so I kind of left that to you to talk. He to doesn't him. like the. Uh, he doesn't like the way that Marvel is uh, bringing. You know, one movie is always. Uh, he he said as much. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he said that you know, one movie leads into the next, leads into the next, and so it's just an infinite to be continued. And yeah. See, for me though, that is exactly what I like. Yeah. <laughs> I love I, I, I kind of like how a movie they theater. do that. Yeah, I love like giving a movie theater and being like, 
I can't next, wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. For the next two years. It, it, it entertains me for the next two years, basically. Yeah. Like, it's not just a two-hour experience. It's like a two-year-long, like, me being excited about what what Cap is going to do. Or, like, yeah. what, you know. What, what, what's what Cap going to do next? Yeah. And so, so yeah. I, I, so excited that, you know. I'm so excited about all the all the sequels coming. Yeah. I like... I like that they do the to be continued. They do that in the comics, though. Like, yeah, you're reading a comic and it gets to a big point, and you're like, "Oh god, oh god, oh god, why is this the last page?" And then it's like, the next one in this series is like, here's a tie-in. Here's the next direct sequel. Here's this guy's story. Like, they show you that, and it's kind of a big to be continued. There, that's like, let's sell some more comics. Well, and I, I just think. The what Marvel is doing, and it's definitely not right for everyone. And I think certain studios are trying it, and they're, it's they're making the art conform to the model. Yeah. Instead of just making the art that is in that model, I think the the way that Marvel's being made, it's it's being made as if it's one large series. It's natural. Yeah. It feels like it's natural. Like I hate to to rag on the Spider Man films because I mean. As far as Spider-Man films, The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 were really good. But it seems like The Amazing Spider-Man 2 especially just tried so hard to force it to be like hmm. they were forcing a sequel setup. They were forcing so many extra villains to come in. Like they didn't need Electro and Rhino who like made no appearance almost. I feel like I feel like that's not the first Spider-Man movie to have that problem. <laughs> um, I feel like yeah. the Tobey, especially the third Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, yeah. was, was that same same problem. Uh, and but to be honest, I don't. I, don't, I guess I don't find any of the Spider-Man villains too compelling. Yeah, and I so I that. almost don't mind that there's multiple because I don't think one would hold my interest. I don't know. The, Willem Dafoe held my interest pretty well. He's he's really. I do like he's Willem really Dafoe, good. and I do like the first. Especially the first two Spider-Man movies in that series, but I, I, I and, and and yeah, I think Green Goblin's probably the the villain that has the most just humanity to some degree and like, uh, just the most the best villainy. I don't know, uh, but but that's just the way he's been expressed. I feel like I'll, I feel like Spider-Man. Sometimes it feels like Spider-Man's made a little more for kids. Like, hey, look, we have a big rhinoceros and we have a big <laughs> lizard man and we have a octopus uh, i don't know it's like it's and everything's named it's, after an animal it's spider versus the rest of the animal kingdom yeah yeah it's just <laughs> it's just kind of like and then the spider versus this hunter that hunts animals like like craven um there's just there's just it just feels a little more campy in yeah, some respects I can see and that. they're trying not to make that happen but it makes i think that most of the villains in the spider-man universe don't feel as fleshed out to me uh, thus far, and, and and I think at least in the in the, in the films they haven't they haven't done that. They haven't yeah. fleshed them out to the point that I feel compelled um, by their motivations and their their desires. You know, yeah, I can't really get behind the um, the businessman who wants to like make sure that his product hits the market or whatever, and his business stays afloat. Because I don't run a business. Hmm. I don't know, you know, what which, he's which got one going is that? for. Uh, the Green Goblin, Harry Osborn. Oh, oh right, or, right, right, right. Sorry, Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I can, I can, I can get behind that uh, to some degree. I can't identify with him. Yeah, I'm not a businessman. Yeah, 
um, fix things. I don't, I don't know that you have to be businessman. And that, yeah, I guess you don't you don't identify with the Green Goblin. He's a villain. You know, he's. I don't feel like you're supposed to identify with the Green Goblin. Um, well, not saying you shouldn't identify with villains. Loki. No, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't identify with villains. I think you definitely should, in certain cases, but not all villains. Some villains are meant for villainy. You know, like yeah. <laughs> Norman Osborn's bad to be bad. There's there's the whole anti-hero, which almost I feel like almost Loki could pull off if they wanted to. I feel like they could make a Loki standalone, and uh, and, and yeah. it would be it would be really well done. And I, I feel like they could do a really good job with it. Make him like this anti-hero, like him. Um, Spoiler alert for Thor The Dark World if you haven't seen it yet, um, but we are the MCU podcast. Uh, the, uh, Spoiler alert, but you know, we do this. what we do. I'll just say this. Where, it, where, the last, um, where the last panel of Dark World ended, mm-hmm. I could see him uh, living that false life. Yep. And just like that being an entire movie, him trying to like shoulder the weight of the kingdom or whatever. Like, yeah. That could be... Really, really, really interesting what movie itself. You right? Where's Odin? I think we, I think we know, but um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we we don't want we don't want to go too far into that and spoil too much. But uh, yeah, we have Dark a World couple of shows to talk about. Well. We do, and we're gonna have to really uh, go through those in a somewhat speedy fashion. Definitely speedier than in previous weeks. <laughs> Um, so week. I guess that's all, all, all for all for news. Um, well, I guess we're gonna start the rewatch uh, right now. Uh, so please, uh, uh, if you haven't watched episodes ten and eleven uh, of Agents of Shield, uh, you may want to turn us off. We're gonna spoil them. Um, but uh, episodes this, ten and eleven are starting now. Is this our spoiler double spoiler? Yeah, ridiculous spoiler alert kind of yeah. spoiler. This is the first spoiler. Oh yeah, this is spoiler number one. This is one. spoiler number one. For those of you, we 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 do two spoilers on this show. We do the first spoiler where we're going to talk about the specific content uh, that we just watched, which was that episodes of Agents of Shield. Um, we'll try not to delve too far into other things, and then we're going to do a spoiler alert again at the end and just discuss anything and everything Marvel Cinematic Universe. All and that, of it. And that includes speculation and comics mm-hmm. and other films that have happened and even future episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we haven't gotten to yet. So we're just going to really just spoil it all. Um, but this first spoiler alert is just for episodes 10 and 11. So, uh, yeah, if you've seen those, you can feel comfortable watching, listening. And now, the scene opens on a prison. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what first thing that happens? We get Mr. Poe. His mm-hmm. name is Edison. Edison Poe. That was his name. Is that his name? Okay. His name is Edison Poe. He's in prison. He's eating his meal. Somebody tries to sit down in front of him. That seat is taken. And then the guy's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll go over here." Boom. Ceiling blows out. Men come in like crazy. Start beating up all the guards. Break him out of prison. That's a big opening. Who is this guy? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows at all. He's he's the guy from a previous episode, which we, we, those of you who haven't seen the episodes, we'll kind of fill in some blank gaps. He met with the girl in the flower dress, yep. and he was her connection to a character called the Clairvoyant, the which Clairvoyant. that's all we know about him is that... He has a name. He has a name, really. So yeah, he gets broken out, and then we're led into this episode of, like, why is he getting broken out, and what is he going to do? Apparently he's their tactician, and he's going to help Centipede get 
better on the map and stay away from shield. Yeah. They, they they discover that it was Centipede soldiers that broke them out, um, yep. which we've run into Centipede. Those of us who are, are doing this rewatch in the very first episode, Centipede was the program that uh, last episode uh, gave, gave Mike Peterson his powers. Yep. Um, and so we, 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 they realize that they were centipede soldiers and they realize he's a tactician, which means they're going to go after, um, they're, 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 they're ready to ramp up their operation. Yeah. They're going to strategically do things strategically with strategery. Yes. They're, <laughs> they're going to start real operations and not just be working on these soldiers. It sounds like they're ready to yeah, they've take them out of the, the They've stabilized box. the chemicals and, you know, can keep the guys kind of mobile and um they're ready to go they want to mm-hmm. they want to stop the shield team that we're following because they've been shutting down their operations poe gets brought in there and so obviously shield team wants to bring them down they're going to need some backup who do they call in for backup <gasps> mr mike peterson yes who's mike been training peterson at shield facilities for 10 episodes <laughs> a long time and um, we don't we don't really know how long but he's been there quite a while uh training and becoming uh, a superhero, which I, th- I really think Mike Peterson's arc is interesting because in that first episode, he had a kind of obsession with the fact that he was a hero. Yeah. And now they've actually trained him to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but he's still like, they're trying to keep him on a short leash because of his, you know. Well, he's got those physical limitations. Apparently when he like overexerts himself, he wears down and like eats 10 times the normal amount of food and then passes out. <laughs> like that's insane. That is insane. Michael Phelps doesn't do that. That is insane. I think I think he probably does. <laughs> um, that is insane. Dude, come on. I thought it was really funny though that he was moving that um, tractor, that, like, that tractor, and just like, did I beat Captain America's time? Like, not even close. Not even close. I, I like how they <laughs> set up that oh. hierarchy of superheroes. It's like, yes, we're putting a superhero on the show. We're giving you a superpowered character, but he's, he's nowhere, nowhere near. near the movie characters. Don't worry, like he's <laughs> he's not a real threat. He's not a real like threat to anyone. And we're not gonna have to make a movie with him. Yeah. That was that was interesting. Um, they just called it out. <laughs> Did I beat Captain America's time? Not, Not even, even close. close. So he gets brought in. He gets suited up. He looks like he's you know back in with his head in the game, in mm-hmm. a good spot. But then they got to do some more tests on him, which makes sense because you know he almost blew up last time they saw him. Yeah, and then that's, uh, that's dangerous, from what I understand. Simmons flirts with him. Yeah, Simmons hits on him. I guess I don't. Not even. Not really. She just. I don't think she hits on him. I think she just gets all flustered. She's all like, "Oh my, this is a, oh lord, it's a man." <laughs> but you know, in her British accent. Yeah, she's not a Southern belle. <laughs> it's so I, close, though, I isn't could, it? I could see it. I could see her. Uh, they could have gone that way with her character. <laughs> I think it was interesting. It's like a Southern belle, and then uh, the Irish kid. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they go together like that, though. They could. I mean, it, it would seem a little forced. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we move on in the episode, and they're about to go on this big operation to take out... Which, it, t- it turns I... out Poe, uh, or the, the, the girl in the flower dress, who we know as Raina, yep. um, has, uh, has been... 
moving their lab every two days or something like that. Yeah, every say. very frequently. Very frequently. And Poe, as the strat- tactician that he is, says, all right, it's time to stop moving. It's time to let them catch us, basically. Yeah, let's and stop so running and kill them. That explains why we why we immediately get S.H.I.E.L.D. catching them and finding them in the act. Um and so they, they break in, and there's a, a big battle ensues between all of their super soldiers and our R2. one. <laughs> yes, uh, our S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, one super soldier, and two very well-trained agents, which, by the way, there's a couple scenes in this where May takes on two super soldiers. I don't know that those guys were super soldiers. Okay. Yeah, it's true. I, I didn't see centipede things in their arms, uh, but... I just it, I just assumed they were super soldiers. I think what they end up actually, or what it looks like they're doing is um, they're putting one or two super soldiers into a group of regular soldiers. So like they're the kind of uh, the back. They're the Hulk of the little group. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. At yeah. Least. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. And uh, so so they they have a big battle. They kind of win. <laughs> they they sort of win. They Mike of Peterson win. gets stabbed, so they sort of win. <laughs> yeah, Mike Peterson gets stabbed, but he protects the people that he's with, and the uh, the super soldiers run off, except for one who they have pinned to the ground, and his eye blows up and turns bloody. Which those of you who are doing the rewatch with us, this was done on a previous episode, and there's a uh, eye control device, which they explain in this episode. So I don't think you missed much. Uh, that you need, but uh, there's an eye control device that they can tell the soldiers what to do, and then they do it, and then they or will, else they or die. else they blow up their brain basically, um, and so we we see that these all these super soldiers are being controlled by someone, 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 someone who might know the future, the clairvoyant. Um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> when that guy dies, because of the eye, the people that are controlling these soldiers can see anything that the soldier sees. So they look at his last couple of moments and it's like, oh, God, there's Mike Peterson. He was one of our first. Let's go kidnap his kid oh, that's and hold right. his kid hostage. That's right. So they get they get Mike Peterson's child and use it as leverage to convince Mike Peterson to come back. Mike Peterson tells them that he they want him. He tells Shield, Shield. that they want Yeah, there were way too many Centipede pronouns. Him. Far too many pronouns <laughs> in that sentence. My apologies. Um, <laughs> Mike Peterson tells Shield that they called and they want him to bring But they actually want Colson himself. Yep. Uh, well, we don't know that until the very end of the episode. They're yeah. on a bridge, the bridge, the as bridge, and hmm. they bring Coulson. He requests Coulson to walk out with him. Um, so you're thinking at first this is just his moving body, but not yeah, actually. Not actually. He goes out there, but then he still he redeems himself in our eyes because he drops Ace off and he unselfishly runs back to save Coulson. And then gets blown up. And then gets blown up. And it's a, it's a very sad moment because... <laughs> it's like, oh, he's gonna do... Oh, he's not doing much. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. So we think that J. August Richards is just off the show at that point. We're like, no more Mike Peterson. He was not a big character. And Coulson has been captured. 
So that's the end of the bridge. That's the that's yeah. the first episode. Um, it's really the the good kind of story expose or the story um, linchpin of the first half of the season. I feel like yeah, it's it's kind of the turning point for uh, Mr. Mike Peterson. It's a it's a good um, it's third act for him. Second yeah. or third, where you know the the yeah. dip. We're like, oh, we're sad for him, and then he comes back. Very, very end, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that, and I like um, where it leaves Coulson with mm-hmm. uh, them them wanting to uh, find out what happened to him after his death. And so that really brings to the front that the I, we all thought that the reason they wanted Mike Peterson was to uh, extract his blood and create stable super soldiers because their super soldiers have to get constant injections. He doesn't have to do that. So they want to create stable super soldiers. They haven't been able to pull it off. And they think Mike Peterson, you think they want Mike Peterson because he's the answer. But in in fact, they want, they just want to be able to bring him back to life. They want to be able to bring them back to life. And um, Colson's obviously the answer. Yeah. Because he has been brought back to life. Apparently. Yeah. Um, Which brings us to, the magical place. Episode eleven. Um, we see for the first time. I feel like our um, team is operating in an efficient manner that we've never seen before. And yeah, it's because they've they've been rallied together by this common goal of saving Coulson. Yep. Um, and they just work incredibly well together. They go after what's his name? Van Chat. Van Chat. Uh, and Van Chat is. Uh, the 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 name of the character in the very first episode that has the Chitari uh, neural link. Yep. We just watched that episode. I really feel like these two episodes, episode one and episode ten, are perfect uh, companions for one another. Those of you who uh, are doing the rewatch with us, um, I'm really liking the way these are falling together. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate to say that two through nine were filler because they weren't like. No, they weren't bad. They weren't bad, but they were, I mean, as far as the overarching story, they were kind yeah, of they filler. Unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary to some, to some degree. Um, so, the magical place, they continue. Um, we got to get Coulson back. We're trashing every centipede installation we find. We're going to get this guy and all of his buyers. That's right. And they bring in, like, so many S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Like, there's S.H.I.E.L.D. strike teams around the world. Mm-hmm. And Victoria Hand. I don't know if they said her name in this episode, did they? I don't um, think it was this episode. He called her Agent Hand a few times. But you meet Victoria Hand in a previous episode um, uh, called The Hub, uh, if you want to go back and watch that one. Um, but she uh, she is the... She is kind of Coulson's opposite to some degree. Like, yeah. she's all by the book, uh, kind of, I don't want to say heartless, because she seems like she's in the right, uh, do, trying to do the right thing most of the time. She wants the rules to do the right thing for her, but she will stick to the rules more than doing the right thing. Yeah, that's that's true. That's what I it think, seems like. Well, and she says she says it. She says no agent is is worth this. You know, no one agent is worth all this work. Yeah. And, um... Uh, and that's the thing, like, <laughs> Coulson would say every agent is worth this, you yeah. know? Um, and she'd, she'd be like, you know, it's it, the needs of the many. She's got that Spock sensibility. Yeah. Um, she even kind of looks like him a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Except not that Nimoy isn't a pretty, pretty man, but <laughs> with that with that, eye sh- with that eye shadow he had in the Liverpool series. Um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I think she's a little prettier than Nimoy. 
You know, you know, he's a photographer now. No, I didn't know that. I thought to, he just made cameos. <laughs> he came to UAB to put on, on a, uh, a, a thing of his artwork. Really? Yeah, uh, and he's a photographer, huh. and he has a large series that he's been doing for a few years now, uh, and it's just plus-sized women. <laughs> All right. You know, some people have their... Yeah. Your niche? That's uh, naked plus size women. Okay. That's so more I'm not different. You know, <laughs> that's fine. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's I'm sure no? they're beautiful. Uh, Everybody's but beautiful in their own way. It's just funny, it's an oddity for it's, it's Star Trek to photographing <laughs> plus size plus women. size naked women. It's a very strange arc in his life. <laughs> It's a bit of a turn. And he's kind of a beanpole, so like if that's what he's into, it's a little funny. <laughs> Just for the size of his <laughs> So offensive. Oh, I don't know. I I feel like I should be offended by that because I'm a plus size gentleman. But I, I am too. It's, it's all good. Pretty, it's, it's still funny. Yeah, yeah. Contrast, man. Contrast. It makes for great humor. People that's contrast. why. That's why. That 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 must be why in every comedy show, there uh, there's a fat guy and a skinny dude. Yes, no, a fat guy and a skinny wife. Oh, maybe really, really skinny wife. <laughs> um, yeah. There's always that joke. Why, why do? Uh, why does you know? Why does he have her? Why does Mar? Why does Homer have Marge? Right. Marge is a hottie. Okay. What? <laughs> I've revealed my own fetish: blue hair. <laughs> And cartoon characters. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get back on track. <laughs> that was a weird I'd like to see Vol- Victoria Hand dress up as a Vulcan. I would too. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> way to bring us back to it. Yep, yep. We had to take the same road back that we, that all we, came... that we, left we had to on. retrace our steps. <laughs> <laughs> we left ourselves some Vulcan breadcrumbs <laughs> to get back to the conversation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so they track down Coulson. Yeah, um, they. they uh, Sky Hand is all about finding Centipede, and of course, our team wants to find Coulson more than they want to find Centipede. So they decide to split off. Um, Sky has already been kicked off the bus by Victoria Hand, so she uses some really fun techniques that she's learned from her both her her CO O C C S O SO sorry. Superior officer. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you're right. Um but uh her SO and and from uh, Melinda May, although Melinda May is responsible for her getting kicked off and she's mad at her, she still uses her persona, which to me shows there was some respect <laughs> yeah. that she has from Linda May, that she needs to kind of channel her to uh, to complete with the task. those big dark sunglasses. I love the big the dark same sun. way that that Ward had them in the first episode. Oh yeah, that's right. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is it, funny. It might be the same pair. I don't it know. It might be. It might be. Yeah, that's that's really really funny. That's uh, she uses the same intimidation tactic in this episode that she used on the first episode on her. Um, it worked. It it does indeed. And uh, the the banker, I believe, played by Rob Hubel, who's a com- uh, like an L.A. comedian type. Um, uh, you see him in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's really funny in the episode. I love when he cannot. Uh, he <laughs> Where's account activity again? And so she looks and she picks one of the security guards, and they're but they're better at running a computer than him. <laughs> and I like when he looks over. <laughs> he at the leans security over. Guard. Thing is, I've got a secretary that does all of this for me. <laughs> 
It's like, I'm not dumb. I'm just privileged. (laughs) I can just afford help. (laughs) It's really, really, really a great scene. It is is pretty funny. So eventually, uh, all of this is intercut with Coulson, um, who is sitting at a really creepy ex-nuclear testing site. Yeah. Um, that never got destroyed by the bomb. And so there's all these weird mannequins in these weird houses. Um, and uh, they're they're doing some sort of uh, brain work on him. And he's been um, resisting, resisting, resisting. And eventually uh, the clairvoyant calls and kills Poe and replaces him with Reyna. I, I kind of just saying, well, if, if this guy can't get something out of Coulson, let's give Reyna a try. Yeah. It kills him, by the way. It looks like using the same technology that freezes uh, Tony Stark in Iron Man 2. Iron Man 1. Is that 1? That was 1. Obadiah Stane used right. it. You're right. You're right. You're yep. right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, which I, which I thought was a nice little nod to yeah. Iron Man 1. Yeah. Um really cool but apparently it's a more extreme version and he dies yeah instead and, uh, of temporary paralysis it's just permanent death and uh, they, they talk about how reina has the power of persuasion yeah. uh, throughout throughout this season and she always seems to have a really strong power of persuasion but she straight up persuades colson which i did not expect yeah um, at all uh, i did not expect him to give in but uh but shield has treated him so badly uh, with this whole death and resurrection that he's gone through. Um, <laughs> they sent him to Tahiti. How this, nice can they be? <laughs> um, he knows something's off uh, with him since his death, and so he, he decides to to go go along with her, um, which I, who knows what his plan was. Maybe his plan was to retrieve the memories and then not tell her, still not give up classified information or whatever, but... Yeah. Uh, but he does. Uh, he does go through the plan, and he finds out the information, but the clairvoyant does not. Which uh, and, and Raina does not because our shield team shows up um, in, the, in the last moments as he's realizing what happened to him, which is really odd looking surgery. Oh man, it's really gross. It's really gross. It's really a, freaky. They took the top of his skull off. Took the top of his skull off and have this electric beam working on his brain, and that definitely looks like alien tech. It's a very sinister robot looking kind of yeah. thing. And it looks like and it's rewriting his memories apparently. Yeah. Which yeah. uh you know, it, 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 he he considers We've learned a betrayal. That that's bad. Mhm. <laughs> uh what do you mean? We've we've learned that that's bad. Rewriting people's memories, brainwashing them. Oh right, right, right. All just just in general in life. I didn't know if you meant like in the Marvel. Universe oh no, yeah, in the Marvel universe, in the uh, in the Avengers, when um, Hawkeye was like, you know what, I'm going to stick an arrow through Loki's eye socket, and I think that'll make me feel better. And he was talking to um, Romanov about like, do you know what it's like to have yourself ripped out and something else put in? Oh right, right, right. And she's right, like, right. you know, I do. And it's got that really sinister undertone, like, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. It's true. Why would you bring that up, you jerk? And being controlled. Yeah. Um, is, is, and that's that's a big thing in a lot of Joss Whedon stuff, is the, the idea of freedom and yeah. not, not letting yourself be controlled. Yeah. Um, which, uh... Down with Edward the Longshanks. <laughs> is that a Braveheart reference? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Want to talk about oh, a callback? Gosh. Uh, yeah, I watched the... <laughs> I watched that. Uh, Call back to the nineties. I watched that. Um, <laughs> it's just a, it's more of a reference than a callback, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm calling back to my childhood. <laughs> Hello, um, Jeff, younger Jeff. How how was that movie? You're not making real words. No, no, I don't. Stop squeeing. I don't. Jeff. What? <laughs> That's about what it was. Yeah, I actually watched just that first scene where his 
where he loses his wife. <laughs> Last week, I just happened to like turn it through the channel. I was like, oh, it's Braveheart. Oh, it's the sad part of Braveheart. <laughs> it's the the it's worst the possible worst. part. <laughs> and I turned it, and so now like that's all I have in my brain for Braveheart right now. Although yep. the movie's that movie's great. Uh, it has so many great, great triumphant scenes. <laughs> this is how you repay my leniency. Oh gosh. No, this day's lawless, lawlessness. Yeah. yeah. It was it was rough. Yeah. My my brain hasn't recovered fully. On the king's men is the same and it has an attack on the king himself. Cut. Awful. Yeah. Anyway, back to also horrible things. So Phil Colson's head was opened up. <laughs> Yeah, as they were repairing him and they were rewriting his memories and he was just like yelling constantly let me die let me die did you notice please let me die earlier in his memory of uh, Tahiti he said don't stop yeah. and then when they uncovered it his memory don't stop, stop. Yeah. yeah that was that was a pretty nice touch what what did you just sing I wasn't singing alright I'll have to listen don't back to that recording stop. Thinking about tomorrow, don't. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's really, really just a crazy, crazy scene, and it really shows that there really is something dark that happened. But we still, what really, the on my first watching, what kept blowing me away was not that they did this. Like, I don't know what MacGuffin they're going to use to say they brought him back to life. Um, and I didn't even think it'd be that interesting. Although, spoiler alert. I think it it does turn out really interesting. It does turn out quite um, interesting. The how wasn't ever pushing me to like know. I wanted to know why they wanted to bring Coulson back. He's Coulson. Every you, do you know how much of an outrage there was whenever Coulson was killed in the Avengers? Well, that's that's uh, that's 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 meta though. Like I'm yeah. talking about in the show. Why? Um, but that's what kept driving me. Yeah. Uh, like well, I was like, why are they friend? Why is Fury wanting him back? Um, and 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 I feel like that that's very. They give us. <laughs> you they do get do a, sneeze. We get a satisfying answer to that this season, um, but uh, but yep. uh, but I won't spoil. Um, Yet. So yeah, that's our that's our that's our rewatch of this episode. So, yeah, uh, but the last thing though, after they get Coulson out, oh right, we get Mike Peterson waking up and throwing a sheet off of him, mm-hmm. and. We see that he's lost a leg and has all kinds of burns on him. Like, he somehow survived. I guess it was the centipede thing made him stronger and able to withstand an explosion right next to him. Yeah. So he survives and he's got all these burns and gnarliness. And then uh, little words across the screen showing that he now has one of those eyes in, in place. Yep. And so he is now in control, in the control of the clairvoyant. Yep. So, Unfortunately. Yeah. So uh so that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that these two episodes just really brought a great story arc into like act 3. You know, they really they got the story going finally. Cuz I mean 2 through 9 yeah, we're good, but they were so they're just slow. establishing characters. I felt like they they just yeah. and they did. Every they were getting episode. everybody used to the show and and and, and you need yeah. those you need those uh, the one thing I fear with this rewatch, if for anyone who's watching it with us the way we're recommending, which is episodes one, then jumping to episodes ten and eleven, the one thing you miss is the relationships that build between May and Ward, and uh, and how Fitzsimmons calms down. 
Yeah. It seemed like they weren't talking over each other as much. They just they did they had a, a more times. fluid conversation. They did a couple times this episode in, in funny, but it was always in like sort of funny ways. Yeah. Like they talk over each other when they're both flustered slash proud <laughs> yep. when they're working. We've working never been more Peter's. proud. We've never been more proud. And she just looks, I don't know, I forget what she says, but she says something like she's just <laughs> sheepish and fumbly over her words because she thinks he's hot. Um, but yeah, I, I think we, we miss a little bit of the, the, uh, the growth, the growth of the characters, and whenever you watch a show, uh, it's nice to have those episodes where it just feels like they've known each other longer because you've seen them longer on screen. Like, yeah, I've grown with them. Yeah, you you understand why Sky cares about Ward and what why there's a little bit of contention between May and Ward and why there's um what is all this about uh, Sky's background? Um, yeah. There's there's a few things we do, we you you don't learn by skipping those episodes, but uh, and and again if if you're if you've got the time go back and rewatch those episodes they're they're good they're fun to watch but uh, we're just doing this rewatch to get you caught up so we can all as far enjoy as season story. two yeah big story the big story y'all um so a couple things I guess a couple things that you do uh, may need to know about the characters uh, that you may have missed uh, Mayan Ward kind of have a had a hookup situation happening yeah and i don't i i felt like that was forced i didn't like that so much hmm. i was just like why are you doing that ward you derp i liked it because di- it didn't feel forced it felt like like people hook up <laughs> i mean like you're a slut i'm not saying how i hook up i'm just saying like <laughs> you know the uh i just i watch it happen you, you, you know you, from you, the you see yard. you see a friend group and a lot of times you just see the most, the two most attractive people in the group, mm-hmm. or the two most athletic, or whatever. Like they they hook up often. It just happens. They just like, hey, you're attractive. I'm attractive. <laughs> hey, wanna... I'm not dating anybody. You want to bang? It, it happens. Um, so is I'm it? not saying I'm not saying. And the, the thing is, they don't start a relationship. It's just really. And it, I mean, it's definitely shallow. And I don't necessarily like approve of their actions. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it didn't feel forced to me. It felt. <laughs> I'm frowning on them a little bit, but it you know it makes sense. Yeah, I like, guess <laughs> I'm not saying I like their actions. I'm just saying like, yeah. Sometimes you got to get some. Sometimes people do that, and it <laughs> and it, uh, it, it, it seemed pretty organic. To I'm me. a romantic, so yeah, I am too. I whenever am too. whenever he's like not getting with Sky, I'm like, you idiot, you need to go with really? Sky. See, I I disagree. I I think that would be forced. Well, if yeah, if him the and way Sky, it's written. <laughs> him and Sky getting together feels forced to me, or like him and Sky having a thing, and it's just because it's the it's the same thing. I th- I thought him and May getting together was like abnormal, like it didn't feel like the regular plot that you would have written if you were just like writing plot one hundred and one, you know? Yeah, but I like plot one hundred and one. <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable inside the box. <laughs> <laughs> I like it that it broke. I like that it broke out of the box a little bit and did something a little different. Um, but, but, you know, we'll talk, we'll definitely talk about it more when we talk about a turn, turn, turn. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that'll be two weeks from now. We'll be talking about, no, not turn, turn, turn. I'm talking about episode. Nope. Yep. I'm talking about turn, turn, turn. It'll be four weeks from now. We'll be talking about episode, uh, 18 turn, turn, turn. And it's, it it definitely, uh, we will get into the relationship thing some, uh, but there's going to be a lot going on at that point. So there is, uh, I don't know. It, it, it. It, it it makes for interesting interplay between Ward and uh, May. Um, yeah, how she gets but, mad at him for taking a hit for her, and he's just like, that's all just tactical. Yeah. You're do better you, on your feet. Do you believe him? 
I at the time I thought he was just playing the tough guy. Yeah. Like whenever I first watched it, I was like, he's just playing the tough guy. You know, I'm just I'm better at taking hits. So yeah, you know, you're yeah. better at staying on your feet. So obviously that's yeah. the reason. I, guess, I think that's what I thought at the Don't time. Don't flatter too. yourself, God. I felt that way too. Um, and then we uh, let's see. We have uh, Sky has since. We left we, since we left her in episode one. Has found out she <laughs> she was dropped off at an orphanage by yes. a shield agent, and that's where her origin story is. Is she was uh, somehow involved in a scuffle where at Mexico? Wasn't it? I'm not even sure. Um, Central uh, America. Some, some Central American village was like fighting over her with some sort yeah. of, and like everybody died. <laughs> Everyone died in this village, and the only thing that survived was a little baby Sky, and she was dropped off at an orphanage by a shield agent. Oh. So. And she's trying to figure out who those shield agents were so they can find out, or so that she can figure out, like, where they got her from. She and... thinks that that shield agent is her mother. Yeah, could be. Um, but I, I, I don't... I don't even know if we find that out this season, to be honest. Um, I can't remember, but um, but anyway, either way, we won't talk about it. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Um, w- when I watched this episode for the first time, they talked about that. Uh, the or actually the episode before this, and they talk about her shield agent dropping her off and all that stuff. I was thinking it was something where the shield agent killed her mother. Yeah, um, and I still think that's that's, a, that's, that's a pretty, where I went with it. Might be a solid theory. We haven't, we don't know yet. Um, we know that her father is going to join season two. Oh yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. When I'm excited I excited about when that. I misnomered the hell out of that guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> McDuffie or something. <laughs> um, McMuffin. Mc. <laughs> his name's Danny McMuffin. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh, Danny McMuffin. <laughs> Get it right. Um, yeah, so that's 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 first the the recap of the episode. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in that episode? In the in that's before we go into the MCU spoilers, kind of to discuss. Um, well, what you what, well, yeah, let's rate it. What did you think of this episode? Oh, ratings. These, well, I guess these these two parters, like a two parter, or should we? Yeah, it's, it's treat a two parter. Two individual episodes. It's. I would call it a two-parter. the The overall arcing story is just kind of a mini series with like peppered filler in between it. Yeah, I would it does say. Feel that way. So, in this two-parter, I would give it probably. Mm, I gave I gave first episode what like a seven five an eight, an eight something, something like that. that. I would I would probably say that this one like. After not seeing the filler that kind of bored me leading up to it, it was really interesting. So I'd give it like a seven five because mm. like I would it, say it continues the story quite well. And I was I found myself a little bored rewatching this episode. These well, two you've seen it so many times. I I think I've only seen it twice. Okay, but so many. Times. That is a lot of times for a television show. <laughs> I, I did I did I did find myself. I'm really excited to get to season two because I a lot of what drove me watching season one of this show is excitement for what's to come and yeah. now that I already know what's to come I'm just waiting for it to happen and so I'm like <laughs> waiting for certain things to happen uh, so far I think S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. the series hasn't uh, I feel like it hasn't reached the point where every moment is entertaining all the time you know what I mean like yeah. certain shows um, 
just to mention a Joss Whedon show, if I rewatch Firefly, every moment is so entertaining that I really enjoy it. Well, didn't they only have the one season? Yes. So, like, that's all you got. Agreed, but they only got one season of Shield right now too. Yeah. Um, and so. But they're making another one. Yes. So my my point is though, like when I'm watching <laughs> Shield, I'm pushing forward, thinking about. Um, I'm just poking at you. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about how what's going to happen. You're thinking about what's coming next. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm like, it's. It, the, You're each excited for the Juby continued. Yes, I am. You see that? You see that callback? <laughs> That's right, Rory. Um, <laughs> Up yours, Rory. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, not, not really. Like, yeah, we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate um, every aspect or every outlook of everyone. So I guess, I guess, seeing that I was a little bored with this episode, I don't feel like I was bored with the first episode, even though I knew where it was going. Yeah. Um. I'm going to give this episode a six. I think I gave it seven last week. I'm going to give yeah. it a six. Although I like, I love where the story's going. And I like those little moments of overarching story in this episode. Um, but I don't know that, I didn't love watching it as much as I did the first episode. Yeah. Um, but but I, but I think a lot of that is because I think this show in particular, I watch and I'm driven by what's coming, not necessarily the the moments that are happening on screen all the time. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping that changes with season two. I, I, there, there are definitely moments at the end of this season. Uh, there are episodes that I feel that way about that I feel like are very entertaining throughout. So yeah. I'm hoping that continues. Um, I so, guess I'm just I'm more just really excited. All the time because it's got a Marvel tag on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am too. I just want to. I, I also want to try to be fair to the episodes. I don't want to be fair. I'm gonna fanboy out. Nice. Squee. I'm 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 right there with you. I'm ready to fanboy <laughs> out too. Um. So, uh, I guess we can go into the super secret spoiler alert section. Oh man, double secret spoiler alert. A double secret spoiler alert. All right, let's we're, not drop a horse in this living room. We're gonna go into spoiler alert section uh, alpha, where <laughs> we we need to come up with a name for that. Oh, what was we need to name it the same thing that Sky said into the phone when she locked the guy's phone up. <laughs> you remember, like Shield, uh, Shield like Protocol, Shield Protocol Zero Six Alpha, or something, something like that. Like that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna go. Into, we're going to go into Shield Protocol Zero uh, Seven Alpha, and Ooh, uh, the next one in line. Don't. Um, if you if you haven't seen everything in the MCU and you don't want to be spoiled, uh, don't listen because we're going to talk about uh, probably Guardians. We'll probably talk about uh, Captain America two. We're going to spoil all of it. So, oh, yeah. uh, oh, Agent yeah. Shield so and also the rest of this season today, Agent Shield. So, uh, spoiler alert and three, two, one, and go away, everybody who doesn't want to hear it, and go. Victoria Hand dies. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, I was hope really nobody sad. was having a hard time getting a button on their <laughs> podcast app. Um, I need to have one of those like every episode. <laughs> just one of those like leap to the worst thing that you can say. I uh, th- this episode was full of nice little nuggets uh, to the Hydra, yeah, revelation. Yeah. Um, uh, when when Ward was protesting them bringing Mike Peterson in, 
Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Now everything Ward does, I have to question his. <laughs> You're questioning his motives the whole time. The whole time I'm questioning Ward's motives, and and he, of course, he like fights them bringing in Mike Peterson. And I wonder if that was like, I don't I, think it's a good idea. I don't want to have to deal with that shit. <laughs> yeah, or like you know, I, I, I don't he, have to bring him down. He's too. going to be successful at bringing down the people that I'm trying to help in actuality. Yeah. You know, so. I wonder if that was in his mind yeah. when he's trying not to bring Mike Peterson in. Um, one thing I thought was strange, think speaking of Ward, was the uh, the moment when he's he's got a sniper rifle trained. Oh yeah, on the on the bridge. Yeah, and he like he can't get a solid shot or and look he's at like, anybody. And he's, he's like, damn, I don't have a shot, damn. And then he just like scopes in straight on Mike Peterson's head. Oh, did he do? This, did he? Yeah, when he when he came over with it. He was just kind of like, all right, I guess I'll follow this guy if I need to take him out. <laughs> and I was like, damn, dude, that's kind of mean. Well, I just thought when he lost them and he's like, damn, I thought it was a little weird because he's, I don't know, he can't shoot anyone on uh, the shield side because he doesn't want to uh, blow his cover, but he also can't shoot anyone on Reyna's side because he's actually working with them. So. Yeah. Um, but I, then, but also think about damned like, if I do, damned if I do. So, so like, why was he saying damn? Like, why was he upset that he couldn't see? Uh, I don't know. It was probably just keeping the cover. Yeah, uh, maybe. But there's no one else around. That's why I was earpieces wh- and the the tooth and the cheek marks. You know. Yeah, he just didn't say anything but damn. It was <laughs> damn it. Yeah. So I guess that was just kind of like, oh well, Ward must not have a really good shot. It would have made sense, I guess, more if like he'd said. Damn it! I I lost my shot or something like that to someone. Yeah, but that would have been like too obvious. I don't think so. I think it would have been pretty. Uh... That would have been kids' show obvious. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, Megatron, you have taken my sword. It's like I, just... I know it's in my hand. He's just, but he is in a different place than like say Fitz and Simmons or somewhere else or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, "Damn it! I lost my shot." Like he could, he, you he, communicating something over comms is different than telling someone what they just did. <laughs> I <can't... laughs> <laughs> I have it now. Your sword. Yeah, I because it's not in my hand. You took my sword. Thank you for. Are you monologuing? <laughs> Why are you doing that? No, I. Recalling now, they had comms dead. Like they had to kill all comms. Yeah, because the okay. clairvoyant. And That's right. Comes from right. You know. That's right. They it. did. Um. So even more. Why was he saying? It? <laughs> Unless I guess you could say. He was actually going to train the gun on uh, one of you know Peterson and was ready to take him out just in case Reyna was going to be hurt or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Um, but but yeah, I just thought it was a little strange. It is a little odd. Because um, I'm just I'm, I'm thinking of everything Ward does. I'm looking through the lens of he's Hydra, <laughs> and what is he going to do? For the Hydra lens. Yeah, I'm looking for his Hydra lens. <laughs> Sounds like a kind of contact. <laughs> You're looking hydra clear. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Cut off one eyeball. Two more contacts will grow back. Oh, what? Come. That's horrible. Yeah. It's like the worst thing. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. I don't want any of that. I can't use that. I'll have to click for movement. <laughs> like Daredevil or something. So what, what What else did you think about how this, this episode connects to the overall MCU? To the overall MCU, I think it's... Or even just this season of the show. I think it's great that Deathlock is a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I felt so bad for Mike Peterson. 
Like, they had me attached to that character in two episodes. Yeah. It was crazy how they did that. And then, like... All because of the love of his son. Yeah. Like, he's a genuine good guy. Like, even if he was put in a bad spot. And then he came out on top. Like, you never see the story where, like, the guy is a bad guy and gets taken into custody and, like, recovers. You just see he's taken into custody and everything's okay now. Let's move on to the next episode. You never see where he's like, oh, he's reformed. And yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. has reformed him. Is now, like, doing good things agent. for everybody. Yeah. So, like, him coming back like that was so great. And you're like, yes, we get to see a really good, like, strong dude in this. And then he's taken away from us. Shit. You bunch of assholes. Yeah. And then he gets, like, he comes back at the end of this, of uh, 11, with, like, no leg. And you're like, the hell is he going to do now? Like, what's going on? And mm. then he becomes a cyborg dude, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And you're like, where's he going to go with that? What's, what's going on with that? How is he going to... I feel like his character goes through so many immense changes in emotion like emotional changes just in very few episodes that you actually see him in the first one he's all raging he's obsessed with being a hero he's going crazy in this next one he's cool calm collected and knows that he's a good guy Mm -hmm. and then i still feel like he was a little mature in this episode Mm -hmm. a little immature a little immature and i think i think colson saw that too which he was like you know i'm ready to get in the field and he's like uh we don't know that you're ready to get in the field he was so he's so um eager he's over eager he's over eager to prove himself a hero yeah and that's i think been the case in the first episode and this episode i think his character has a cool consistency in that way i like that he also though like while also being over eager he also now can take the orders of go to the lab get checked out and he's like okay i need to prove that i'm not gonna blow up yeah all right. I kind of would have liked cool. to seen what would have happened in the situation where he was told to do something he didn't want to do. You know, they they didn't get there, and I, and I think they yeah. might in the future. Um, but I love the end of the season where he, where where Deathlock ends up is really cool, and it also is so Joss Whedon uh, to have a dark brooding character with pain in his past uh, in a trench coat. Like that's <laughs> that's every trench coat. That's uh, Buffy. <laughs> there, was, there was Angel. There was Spike, and then there was uh, and then Firefly. It was it was Malcolm Reynolds. There, there's always a dark brooding character with pain in his past in a trench coat. Like always, it's always a thing. You're so, so close to saying pain in his pants in a trench coat, <laughs> and that's a completely different character. <laughs> not not always. Ooh. Sometimes that pain, that pain in your past resides in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> the one that got away. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I think uh, this episode is pretty, pretty baller, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, pretty interesting stuff. I, I mean, I love, like, I love that it's starting to get to where Colson knows what's going on. I'm really excited about next week where we watch thirteen and fourteen, and those are. The episode Tahiti is really, really going to be, you know, it, it it closes off this story in a lot of ways, and it's really, really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With him, with him finding that, finding the alien, the Cree, the Cree. Uh, was it a Cree? They confirmed that it was a Cree. Did they? Yeah. That's huge news. Yeah, a little bit. 
Well, they confirmed that like several months ago. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that. Sky, and I listened to a lot of things. Sky, the actor Chloe Bennett is her name. Okay. She confirmed in an interview that that was a Cree dude. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It is neat. I don't know. I've, n- I've never heard that. I'll have to look I'll up I'll go that and interview. find that article for yeah, you. Yeah, I would like that because I, I did not know that. That's really interesting. Um, cool. I'm not like right now, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll yeah, send you that yeah. later. Well, I think I think I think it's about all. Uh, is there anything else in the MCU you want to talk about? Nothing that that connects to this. Yeah, just anything at all. Yeah. Well, Victoria Hand actually played a big part in uh, Norman Osborn's Dark Reign when mm-hmm. he had Hammer. I think it was. He yeah. was. He was. Shield the, became Hammer. Yeah, Shield became Hammer, and he was the director, and she was kind of his. N- right hand <laughs> right yeah. hand person anyway she was kind of you know his second in command and she was also again very by the book strictly rules follow orders yada yada yeah that's her character and I, I like that that's consistent and that she's not necessarily a bad guy she's just a bureaucrat in a way <laughs> yeah I just I really find it disappointing that they killed her in the show yeah because she can't come back and do, you know, Dark Rain if Well, the Marvel whole thing about Dark Rain, back. it would be hard to do Dark Rain, I feel like, at this point. Because that's kind of... I feel like they combined the storylines with Dark Rain and Hydra coming back. And so in, 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 in Winter Soldier, when, when they have... When you have movies coming out two, every two years, um, it would be hard to... Uh, turn around even in like four more years and have another story where shield has been like somehow either infiltrated or changed for the worse well it wasn't that shield got infiltrated it was the world got infiltrated because it was it was immediately after the scroll invasion okay the secret invasion so norman osborne was the guy that killed the uh the i think it was the scroll leader like he got the killing blow on the last one and was like yeah, I saved everybody. You should all vote for me to take over and okay. be security leader because I'm awesome. And everybody's like, he's not Green Goblin, right? <laughs> he's uh, he's yeah, reformed. He's not pu- crazy. Okay, so it was publicly known that he had been Green Goblin? Yeah, but everybody thought that he was reformed. reformed. And okay. He wasn't crazy anymore, but he was still crazy. Okay. And... um. Secret Invasion happened after the Civil War, which there's a lot of talk that Civil War is going to happen in, like, Avengers... Or, well, Cap 3, I think, is what hmm. they're looking at. Either Cap really? 3 or Avengers 4. Yeah, I feel like that would have... I feel like Civil War would have to be a Avengers movie, or, or not even. See, the thing about it's it a, is... It's a Marvel, like... Everything, everything, exactly. Kind of so, and that's kind of what the Avengers has come to represent. Yeah. But the thing is, I would love to see Marvel break off and not just do standalone, standalone, standalone Avengers, standalone, standalone, standalone Avengers. I would yeah. love to see them do like a Captain America, Iron Man movie, like just those two characters, yeah. or, or 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 even even break it down further. Do like West Coast Avengers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard a good bit about them. I don't really know much about them. Uh, but They're led by Hawkeye. Okay, well, all well that's kind of where I was going. Like, you could do a Hawkeye and Black Widow standalone movie, just yeah. the two of them, where it's kind of a team up movie, but it's just the two of them. Yeah, um, that'd be really fun. I th- I think they could do a lot of things. I don't think they have to do standalone, standalone, standalone Avengers. So I think they could do Civil War. They could do Civil War as like a trilogy. 
and do like three big movies released. They they would almost have to. And that Civil would be War is such a big story. What it, I, how amazing would that be to that have a trilogy incredible. within the are already <laughs> this like ten? It's already a ten movie franchise, um, and then they do a trilogy. If they did it like Lord of the Rings style, where they release them six months apart or something like that. Oh my gosh! That would just be silly, and it would it would be so there there'd be enough characters that they could direct them. I mean, they could do it Peter Jackson style, just go and direct mm-hmm. the whole thing at one time, and they could they could make that work. And that make would them be, all three hours of piece. Oh gosh, I would just be <laughs> I'd be I would Marvel be heaven. So happy! I would be so <laughs> so happy. And I don't know I don't know much about Civil War. Um, I, you I, need I know to read it. Oh man, you I need should to read it. I it's should. so good. I'm thinking about getting Marvel Unlimited just to read a few things. You should. But I need to do it on a on a on a month when I have like some time because <laughs> I, I keep I keep doing things like I got a gym membership this month, um, paid for a month and I went twice and it was it wasn't like obviously I should have gone more regardless but I've just had a really crazy couple weeks preparing for that T Pain show and I just like work 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 and I didn't have time to go do those things so I don't need to spend like another ten dollars a month on something I'm not going to use. Um, <laughs> well, don't worry, I'll be picking up. Um, like I read Civil War a couple of times, but I've never owned it, so I'm going. I'm, I'm frequently going to Second and Charles now to um, check out what they have, and they, um, I've seen a couple of Civil War kind of collections that they've had, and I'm gonna pick one up soon just because Civil War was that good. Yeah, Second and Charles are used bookstore here in Birmingham. Not just in Birmingham, we've got them all over. Oh really? Is yeah. it a? Is it a? Is it a franchise? Yeah, it's owned I by Books a Million. It's several different store or several different locations around. Oh, I didn't um, know that. I thought on the eastern U.S. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind. I didn't know that. I, I'd heard of Second and Charles, but I'd, I'd never been there myself. I just thought it was a. Uh... It's not just books either. Like they've got like NES games. They've got huh. all kinds of used stuff. Interesting. They're I want to go check that out. Yeah, and they don't even have just all entirely only used stuff. Like I picked up. I really hate to say it like this. I picked up a, a D&D player's handbook for 5th edition, which came out today. I picked that up Saturday. Whoops, I got it three days early. That's, you know, that might be bad on their part, but whatever. I got it. I got a brand new book at Second and Charles for hmm. 30% off because I work for Books A Million. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, uh... Well, I'll, I'll, we should we should talk about Civil War sometime in the in the in the spoiler spoiler. Yeah, in the in the spoiler in the spoiler, double secret spoiler section. Spoilery spoiler. Um, something that actually pertains to that. Uh, you know, Captain America gets shot at the end of Civil War. Like he gets shot and killed at the end of Civil um, War. I didn't know it was at the end of Civil War. Actually, that that's where that happened. It was at the end of Civil War because he had turned himself in to to kind of stop the fighting. He finally saw like he opened his eyes and was like, "Holy shit." Heroes are fighting heroes right now. Like, what are we doing, guys? Let's stop this. I'll turn myself in. So he's going up the steps to the courthouse to get, you know, put on trial for, I guess, war crimes or something. But um, at that point, Crossbones, who we see in um, the Winter Soldier, the movie, uh, the guy who fought the Falcon at the end, his... I don't remember that movie very well at this point. (laughs) I need to re- We're going to be rewatching it in two I know, weeks. I know. In two weeks. Okay. Anyway, that guy, um, he had he was the shield agent that was pretty much always with him in all of the ops. Anyway, he he's crossbones. Um, 
bad guy that's kind of dedicated to the Red Skull. And Crossbones ends up shooting Cap with a sniper rifle a few times. And Agent Carter is under a spell at the time, and she's going to betray Cap at, at his worst time. And if I recall correctly, she, like, unloads a clip into him right when he's getting shot. Anyway, Cap gets shot and killed. And then the Punisher takes up the costume of Captain America for a little bit. And when he finally finds Bucky, the Winter Soldier, he finds Bucky Barnes. He's like, or Bucky Barnes at that point is wanting to be a good guy. And he's just like, you knew Cap really well. You were his best friend. You're the best person to carry on his legacy. You need to wear this costume. So Bucky takes up the the Captain America title. Yeah. And continues the Captain America line. In the movies, Sebastian Stan, the guy who plays Bucky Barnes, has signed on for nine more films. I've heard that, yeah. So I'm thinking that Civil War is going to happen, and then he's going to take up the role of Captain America. Yeah. And that's going to be great. Yeah. Because I love I think, that they're doing that. Yeah, I think it, I think it could be really cool. Could be really, really cool. Um, well, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's about everything that we can cover. I think that's all we one. can cover tonight. I think we could probably need to shut it down. All right, guys. I guess that's that'll be it for us for tonight. And um, come back with us next week where we're going to talk about episodes 13 and 14, which are going to be Trax and Tahiti. Yeah. So, um, good night. Good night. And that's the way it was. If you want to weigh on this week's podcast, just call us at 573-CAST-MCU. That's 573-227-8628. Leave a message there, and we'll be able to use it on next week's podcast. Come on, man. No. It's not for free. It's your podcast. <laughs> it's always free. It's called production value. <laughs> oh, okay. Not like, um, Mark Hamill's my hero. Oh, he's awesome. Because, you know, the Joker. Come on, give us a little Joker. No, I can't. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't be shy. Come on. Someone may hear this. This could be... <laughs> this moment. could be my breakout moment, episode three of MCU yeah. cast. Yeah, could be. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure people in the MCU are uh, listening. People in the MCU, like, yes, yeah, like actual characters, like actual people. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are listening to this right now. <laughs> so show us, show us, show this, us off some voices. This is Awesome Mix Volume One. <laughs> no, this is this is Awesome Mix Volume Three because he's already got one and two. Yeah, it's just a podcast. <laughs> It's our podcast. That's awesome. Mix number three. <laughs> His grandpa is, you know, at home mixing or, up a good tape for him, waiting or, for him to come back. Maybe even awesome. Mix number two. It's like, uh, ain't no mountain high enough. And then this. <laughs> and then us talking about this him. episode. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, this one. <laughs> this particular episode. Not, not even the ones before these. He's like, what are they talking about? They're just talking. And then yeah. the one guy started doing this weird voice. I don't know who the Joker is. <laughs> I think you know who the Joker was if you left in 88. Was there a Batman cartoon before then? I don't think Mark Hamill was doing the voice before then. He was, well, no, was no. in like the mid-90s. But there was a Joker in the 60s. Yeah, or there even was, before. There was, and there was that weird 
Joker in the Adam West Yeah, that's show. the one I'm thinking of. That's not the one I'm thinking of. I don't the, know. See, the Mark Hamill one is always, like, really 88? sadistic and crazy. Yes. Yes, that's true. But 88, wasn't that after Batman, the first Batman? Or maybe in the, maybe in the year of Batman. Uh, I think it might have been the year of. Yeah, because But was, that was the was Jack Nicholson one. Yeah, I love the Jack Nicholson one. I don't care what anybody says. I do, too. And, I mean, I love him, and I love Heath Ledger, but just, for sheer, like, crazy Joker, Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, hands I'm, down. I'm, I'm, I agree. I think Mark Hamill's the best Joker. I'm, I'm there. Just because of Arkham, the Arkham series yeah. of games. Well, no, before that, the, uh... Well, that's, that's the where I, I grew series, to love yeah. him, like, yeah. more. Well, in, in the animated series, he couldn't be as crazy like yeah 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 it was a kid's show well the writing couldn't be as crazy right his his performances were still spot on you know yeah he was good regardless it's just the writing couldn't be the writing couldn't live up to the joker yeah i guess what I yeah was yeah and i still at. think they did a great job of you know i i believe there's room for batman to exist in different forms and to be a there to be a, a rated pg batman as well as a rated r batman you know <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. although i don't think there's been that yet Except for some of those online things I've seen. Yucky. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I don't mean the rated X Batman. Oh, right. <laughs> that's not, that's... Have you seen the article? Have you seen the article that's been circulating the web? That's like, porn movies do costumes better than the real, like, <laughs> no actual I, movies. I have not seen. It's that. so funny. That's funny. They do. They just stay more true to the comic books or more true to. They the... just have better looking costumes. Really? Yeah. Like, they don't have bat nipples. <sighs> Jeff, are you going to make me look up comic book porn? Probably. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. My girlfriend's going to find that in my search history. <laughs> like, she has to know. <laughs> this is something she needs to know. Jeff, Jay, it's Jeff's fault. <laughs> <laughs> he held a gun to my head. He made me look it up. <laughs> He talked about it on the internet. <laughs> it was homework. How can you not do that? It was homework for the podcast. <laughs> for, for, the, for the cast. <laughs> for the cast. Do it for the cast. <laughs> do it for the cast. 